You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another interesting episode of Ask Drone You. My name is Paul, and as always, thank you for joining us. Today, we have some really detailed information to go over regarding the Mavic Air 2. Many people are wondering, is this gimmick of 48 megapixels really going to provide nicer photos? Or is it simply just going to provide sharper photos? And as we know, sharpness does not always equate to detail. So to help us better understand what we can expect out of the Mavic Air 2 and maybe better understand if it's worth purchasing, we're going to bring in Vic Moss, award-winning photographer who actually has been taking photographs professionally, well, as long as I've been alive. You're welcome, Vic. So I have to say I'm very grateful for him to come in. He's going to edit some photos for us. He's going to show us what he is seeing. Uh, you know, the, from the 12 megapixel images to the 48 megapixel images, what's the difference therein? And uh, yeah, I personally, I haven't seen what he has put together just yet, but I'm really excited to see exactly what we get. So without further ado, let's welcome Mr. Vic Moss. Yeah, hi, Paul. Thanks for this. Um, as you mentioned, we're going to be jumping in and reviewing some files from the Mavic 2. I'm sorry, the Mavic Air 2, not the Mavic 2 Air, the Mavic Air 2, um, that uh, were provided to us by the Flying Dutchman himself, Mr. Haya Castellou from Drone XL. I do not have my bird yet. It is on order. Uh, they have not shipped yet. So once I get it, I'm going to dive in deeper a little bit more as well, uh, simply because when I'm usually re uh, reviewing files, raw files, I like to do it from the stuff I shot because I've got total control of the shooting environment and all that good stuff. Um, but since DJI sent one to Haya, and he was kind enough to um, put links to his Google Drive in his article, um, which is linked below as well. Um, so you can go ahead and download uh, those and play with them. But since he was able to do that, I was able to get uh, get a hold of the images, uh, both 48 and 12 megapixel captures. I've played with the 48 megapixel, uh, processed them out, uh, used Capture One for those of you who don't know. Uh, played with them a little bit in HDR, and Aurora HDR by um, Skylum. And, um, I'll get into that a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about the, the files themselves, and then we'll go ahead and open up the 12 megapixel, which I have not looked at, um, other than just importing them in already. Um, and we'll kind of have a run, running commentary on that. Um, here we go, let's get right into it. These are the 48 megapixel files individually, and then the HDR file itself. So here we go. So here we have um, the 48 megapixel captures from Haya. And this is the mid, obviously, then minus two-thirds here, right here, minus one-and-a-third, plus two-thirds, plus one-and-a-third. Uh, that's just the uh, AEB settings. I think he did these manually, though. And I don't think the AEB on the Mavic Air 2 saves DNG files uh, at 48 megapixel, but I'll double-check that once we get into the, the uh, much more deep review when I get mine. So let's take a quick look at this. Again, this is the mid, uh, mid exposure. And if you'll notice, we're going to lose a lot of highlights here, which is fine. This is uh, in capture. You can actually uh, check to see if your highlights are blown. That's sort of to be expected. I personally would like them to be able to be brought back a little bit better. So let's pull both the high dynamic range of sliders in. And you're still seeing an awful lot of burned, uh, burned highlights here. So let's go ahead and set that back to normal. 
Set that back to normal. And let's go to the deepest one here. We'll turn that off. Here is the darkest one. This is minus one and a third. And let's go ahead and turn on uh, the exposure warning up here. And you'll notice right down here, we're getting a little bit of the uh, red dots. Uh, turn it off and turn it back on again so you can see the red dots. That is not terribly surprising. I mean, you're, you're just not going to get that kind of stuff in a, in, a, um, in a DJI sensor, or most sensors for that matter, uh, when you don't even have two full stops of range on that, which is fine. Now we can pull down the highlights here and the whites like we would uh, if we really wanted to. And they're coming back a little bit, but not much. Again, that's not that big a deal when you're talking about this kind of imagery when you're working with an image like this. So that's not too bad. Now you do notice... You run through these real quick here. You'll notice that these move quite a bit between exposures. Now, Haya said that's because it takes about two seconds to process out the image when you are shooting with 48 megapixels. So you've got about two seconds. You just kind of have to wait before you can do the next one, and you have to do it manually again, like, like I said. So when you're going to process this stuff out, which we have, but I've also done the HDR, but when you process this stuff out and you add it to an HDR like Aurora, you need to make sure that you click not only the auto align tool, but also the um, good deghosting tool, because this boat will show up five times. And actually it did show up five times when I didn't click it. It takes a while because A, these are very large images. B, these are very complex images. And C, it's just, it, it's got to work all that stuff together, not only lining things up, but also figuring out what's moved and get rid of which one you don't want moved or the ones you don't want to see and the ones you do. So it takes a little bit longer, probably about twice as long as standard. But we're really not going to do that for this particular instance. Let's go ahead and go into here. Now these are the processed out images in HDR. And you'll notice this boat right here, he does move quite a bit. And so, but then when I went ahead and put it out in the HDR and processed it through Aurora, you'll notice not only does, you know, it, it, it gets a little smaller, but it also then, you know, it, it crops in quite a bit, just simply because it's, it's trying to line everything and, and they can't really interpolate stuff that's not there. Okay, let's open up the HDR image here in Photoshop. And here it is right here. Let's pull it up 100%. I'm, since I'm not doing anything, we're going to go full screen here. I don't need to worry about my palettes. Full screen, 100%. Uh, that's not too bad. Um, we're still going to be losing detail in here, but let's go to 100% now. Um, and you'll notice it's actually pretty darn sharp. Um, I'm, I'm pretty amazed at that. Now, you're going to have issues um, right here. You've got blocked up. It'd be nicer to have little more detail in here. Now you could have done that in processing before you did the uh, HDR, but you've got, um, you know, you've got fairly decent. Here you've got some really nice highlight detail. Here it's blown highlight detail, but in a situation like this, it's not that big a deal. One thing I really like and I noticed uh, about this is for the 48 megapixel, this is a surprising amount of detail back here. The bridge is really cool. You can see the towers back here. Uh, I'm not quite sure what that is, an oil refinery or an antennas or something. But even if you go to 200%, which you would never view something at 200%, it's, it's surprising the amount of detail you get. You're starting to see a little bit, very little bit of a halo. You may not even be able to see this right here. Um, and obviously it's getting a little noisy up here at 200%, but you're not gonna see that. You're not gonna do, you're not gonna be working on this. You're not gonna print it at 200%. And you can interpolate it if you want, but um, overall for 48 megapixel uh, quad bear sensor or quad bear filter, uh, there is a difference, um, which we'll get into here in just a bit. Uh, not real deep though. This is a pretty good little image. I'm very happy with it. So let's go back here. Here is our other image, or our other images that we did. This is the second one. I went ahead and processed this out as well in HDR. Again, this is the same image, 40, not same image, same process, 48 megapixel. 
image at uh, full screen is not too bad. And then we go up to 100%. Again, you've got, you've got a surprising amount of detail for a um, uh, 48 megapixel off of a 12 megapixel sensor, for lack of better words. Um, that's not exactly the way it is, but that's just, that's not bad. You've got a little bit of noise right through here, which again, is probably very difficult for you to see. I'm an anal guy when it comes to this kind of stuff, so it annoys me a little bit. But you've got incredible detail back here in the background. Again, you've got the bridge back here. Um, you've got uh, what I'm assuming is a little buoy right here. You've got those things as well right here. Uh, the, the cars in the parking lot, let's go up to 200%. Again, not surprising. Again, now you're getting some detail. At 100%, at the grass is a little muddy, but it's a half-inch sensor, folks, um, and, uh, and a quad bear filter over it. So I'm fairly amazed at this, uh, actually pleasantly surprised at this. Again here, so you know, in the muddy area, it's also a little bit, but I'm um, not quite sure what they're doing here. But um, maybe they're building a golf course or something. But anyway, so uh, not bad, not bad at all. Let's do one more thing here. Let's go to um, here. We've got the 12 megapixel that he sent. I just processed these out. Here they are, right here. Uh, this morning again, just didn't do anything with the sliders at all on these. So let's go ahead and pull them up. And you see there's not really any movement. So we'll go ahead and pull these up in, in Aurora and take a look and see how well that work at 12 megapixel. That should be those right there uh, with HDR because 12 megapixel is pretty much the native on this. We're going to go ahead and hit click auto align. I'm not going to worry about the deghosting here or ghost reduction uh, simply because there's not really any movement that I notice and it's just for the sake of time. So it's going to go ahead and process these out in HDR and we're not going to play with the slider. Well, we may play with the sliders a little bit to see what we can do uh, just to see exactly what it does. So here we are. Let's just pull it up to 100%. It's, it's small now because we're looking at 12 megapixel, which is kind of funny. Got a little bit of movement. Right, actually, you don't have movement there once it processed out. Uh, fairly decent detail back here. We're pretty good back here in this with the bridge. Uh, no real haloing back there. Let me see if I go up to 200%, if it's going to give me any haloing. Yeah, a little bit right there. But again, that's 200%, so you're not going to do that. Uh, let's play with some shadows real quick. Here's a, here's some pretty dark shadows right here. So if we start pulling these shadows back, what's it going to do? It's not too bad overall. Um, let's go back to zero on this. Let's pull the blacks up since we really just want to play with the blacks. That's not too bad either. Uh, highlights, let's go back down here. There's really not any blown highlights. So let's say we want to bring highlights back in. Uh, highlight detail back in or blow it out a little bit. That's not too bad. Pull it up 100%. Uh, for an HDR image, Again, from 16-bit tests, you can do this in RAW. I do not like doing things like this in RAW. It's just my workflow. Not bad. Not bad at all. So let's save it. Um, and we'll call this one Haya 3 because that's his third one. And then what we're going to do, let's see. We're not going to need Aurora anymore, so we'll go ahead and quit that. Don't save that. We already did. Um, let's go back to capture and Haya in his in his rock starness. The only thing I didn't have for this review was a 12 megapixel and 48 megapixel of the same image. And so he went out this morning in obviously really cruddy weather and did that for us. So you guys can get a little bit of that. So thank you very much for that Haya. Uh, definitely if you guys haven't subscribed yet go to um, Drone XL and subscribe. But I'm gonna go ahead and process both of these out just as is. Um, here is my recipe here, it just at 100%, and we're going to call this Haya Comp. I already had that set in there. 
process those out real quick and then we'll pull them up in Photoshop and take a look um, and see what the difference is. Identical shots. Okay, that's done there. So we're going to just quit that for the sake of memory space. We're going to open both of those. Don't need anything with palettes. So let's go both of these up. And these are both full screen. You can see there's just a little bit of movement here. There's a car right there. Um, but let's go 100%. Boom and boom. Obviously, there's the 12 and there's the 48. So the 48 is twice as big, um, just from the physics. Not exactly, but close. And let's pull up and look through some of the detail in the... 48 megapixel image and as I go through here I'm just kind of taking a look we probably could have played with the shadows a little bit and we will do that when I get my Mavic 2 Air I'm also going to shoot it at night because as uh, as you guys know and gals if you follow me at all you know I love shooting at night I love shooting at dusk so that'll be a good tell really of how well this quad bear filter works uh, if you want to get into the quad we're not going to get into that obviously like I said but if you want to go ahead and um, google that uh, it is to filter. It's not a sensor. Same thing that kind of a lot of the phones do these days on the iPhone and the uh, Google phones and all that good stuff. Um, just kind of still cruising through here. Probably going too fast for y'all. Sorry. Surprisingly good amount of detail. And here's our 12 megapixel. Obviously, this is a much smaller image. I'm not used to work with 12 megapixels because of the Mavic 2 Pro as a 20, but even this is decent detail for what it is. I mean, it's a 12 megapixel camera. Is it pro level? Yeah. Depends on what you want to use it for. I can see this obviously real estate, things like that, where you really don't need the quality and the size. But let's go ahead and go up to 200%. If you notice down here, this is the 12 megapixel at 200%. And it should be about the same size wise uh, as the 48 megapixel. Okay, there's that. Let's take a look at those cats and let's pull it down here so we can get the caterpillar tractors in there, backhoes. So that's the 48 megapixel. Look right here and it looks pretty good. And it's a, not quite as sharp there. Let's look here at the, at the tarp over the pile or whatever this is. Again, you've got a lot of noise and it's not as sharp as the 12 megapixel. So go back to both of these here. Hmm. I like it. I, I didn't think I would. I honestly didn't think that 48 megapixels would be that big a deal, but it is. So um, let's quit out of this and uh, I'll uh, just pipe in and let's talk about a conclusion on this thing. So hang on just a second and I'll be right back. I'm having a little bit of trouble trying to figure out exactly how to get my head around what we just what we just saw. Um, not necessarily from a technical aspect of it. We saw the technical side of things. Um, that it actually worked out real well, but from from a, a photographer's point of view, I was I was surprised uh, pleasantly, for that matter, um, exactly just how well that quad bear filter worked on the uh, Mavic Air Two. I really honestly didn't expect the uh, the files to look that good, the raw files to look that good, uh, especially from a one thousand you know sub thousand dollar drone uh, if you get it with the Flymore uh, bundle. I really wasn't expecting that. I am incredibly pleasantly surprised, so much though I'm so much so I'm tongue-tied, um, that it, it that it really went as well as it could. The tell was um, when Haya went out this morning again. Thank you so much, Haya. Um, you really are a rock star. Um, you know, Drone XL is, uh, is is going places with you at the helm. He went out this morning. I asked me. I said I don't have a 12 megapixel and a 48 megapixel. Like I said. 
to compare together the same shots. So he went out and did that this morning in that horrible, horrible weather um, and sent them and uploaded them this morning so we could do this. And so I appreciate that ton, Saya. But it, it, it just the surprising difference between the, the quality of the 48 and the 12, very similar, but I just wasn't expecting that. Uh, one of the things I really like too is that um, it, it runs off of the DJI Fly app, not the Go 4 app, uh, but the Fly app, just like the uh, little mini here does. Um, there he is right there. Uh, it runs off of that. So that gives me hope, and this is this is pure speculation on my part, uh, and maybe, uh, maybe DJI is going to say, Vic, why did you say that? But if they're going to have the Fly app run, the AEB and the uh, DNGs and that kind of stuff off the Air 2, Maybe there's a firmware update coming on the Mini uh, that will do that as well. Maybe not. Maybe there's the processing power is not there. I don't know. Um, you know, you've got some processing issues with the uh, with the Mavic Air 2, where the 48 megapixel is, is uh, raw, won't do AEB, those kind of things. So, uh, you know, maybe it's a buffer issue, whatever, with the Mavic 2 Air. So maybe I'm just wishing. Uh, but again, these are these are very inexpensive drones, and maybe I'm expecting more from them. Um, than they're capable of, but it'd be nice. It'd be cool. So really, honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm very surprised. I'm really looking forward to getting a hold of mine. Um, I can't wait for DJI Colorado email. Say, hey, Vic, here it is. Come get it. It should be a couple weeks, in which case so we're going to get a little bit deeper into the um, shooting of it because uh, I'm going to I want to control the whole thing from the, the way the histogram looks when we do the AEBs uh, if I have to do manual exposures how well it sits um, you know I've gotten eight second exposures out of my Mavic 2 Pro will I get that out of the Mavic Air I don't know we'll see the Air 2 um, you never know uh, I like to push things I like to know how far I can push a uh, raw file before I break it uh, that way I can know what to expect when I'm shooting uh, it's just kind of how I do things. So it'll be interesting to find out. It'll be interesting to do. So in conclusion, I'm not going to give it a green light yet. I'm going to give it a uh, almost green light, let's say. Uh, if you're not looking to get into the pro side of things, I definitely would give it a green light. It's not going to be the, the drone for everybody, at least based on the files, until I actually get one in my hand, see how it flies, see how stable it is, uh, see what kind of control I've got with it, all that fun stuff through the Fly app. Um, then I'll be able to tell you. Uh, you know, you, if you show up on site with this with a, with a cinematic shot, no, they're going to laugh you off, offset. Uh, but if you're shooting, uh, shooting real estate, who knows? Maybe. Uh, definitely, if you're just out, you know, playing around and having fun up in the mountains here in Colorado or at seashore in California. Once we can actually go out and do things, uh, the states become a little less locked down. Um, we're getting a little better here in Colorado. But uh, once we're able to do that, if you just want a nice little fun drone to play with, get some fun photography, get some fun videography, I guess. I have not seen video out of this. Not really my thing, but it'll be fun to review that as well uh, once I do get mine. I see no reason not to get one at this point uh, other than the fact that they don't, they're not shipping yet. So no green light yet on either uh, commercial or or recreational, but darn close on both sides. So um, those are my thoughts, Paul. Um, thanks a lot for, again for this and uh, back to you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Vic, so much for that really, really fascinating information. I'm not sure uh, if I if I really have a determination either way on how I'm going to move forward myself. But I hope this information from Vic gave you some clarity on what direction, well, you might need to move. Thanks again for joining us. If you enjoyed this show, please leave us a review. And don't forget to ask us a question, askdroneu.com. Anyway, that is going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. This is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. 
We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.